This is episode number 16 of Ships with Jonathan Gerhartz. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McAndrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. Welcome to the Ships Podcast today, everyone. Our guest for today is Jonathan Gerhartz, founder at FIO Media, helping businesses grow with 100% customer-tailored and data-driven digital marketing strategies. John is passionate about educating people and companies with the insights they need to change the world. A lifelong learner and community leader who cares deeply about legacy and impacting the lives of others, Jonathan Gerhartz is making moves in the digital marketing space. I am so excited to have John on the podcast today. He gives some incredible insight into the worlds of digital marketing and is definitely an important perspective that I wanted to have on this podcast. We talk a lot about the communication between customers and engaging with your audience, specifically providing value to clients. We talk a lot about how the attention is now focused on social media and that we need to encourage both individuals and companies to listen to our audience and to gain consistent feedback. He also talked about the importance of using smartphones and technology to our benefit in order to document our process, to distribute content on a wide variety of platforms in order to engage our audience. Also, we talk about the importance of staying grounded in human relationships while accessing the advantages that technology provides us. So this is a really great episode. I really look forward to hearing everybody's thoughts on this. So without further ado, the one and only Jonathan Gerhartz. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today's guest is Jonathan Gerhartz. John, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Pat. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm very excited to dive into this conversation with you. Uh, you're really coming at, uh, you know, your experience in digital marketing is something I'm really excited to get your perspective on, specifically in this Ships podcast where we're talking about the importance of uh, relationships, specifically in our digital age. So I'm wondering if you could just start out by telling us a bit about your background, uh, where you're, where are you from and what led you onto the digital marketing path? Sure. Uh, so I'm from East Brunswick, New Jersey. It's uh, in a place, you know, in central New Jersey, which some people don't think exists, but I'm very <laughs> uh, prideful about actually. Um, and I, uh, the way we connected, I guess I'll add that in as well as, you know, I'm an alumni of Ursinus College, and I think I just was looking for alumni business owners um, on LinkedIn and kind of came across you. Um, but, you know, that's also kind of my background from Ursinus. But uh, my senior year at Ursinus, you know, I've, I've kind of always been interested in entrepreneurship. But my senior year at Ursinus, um, I was just coming back from studying abroad in Sydney, Australia, um, with a couple of friends and we all had internships over there. And one of my friends was interning for this startup company um, called Connexi at the time. It was a startup uh, kind of communication tool. And um, you know, they kind of gave us, you know, my friend Brandon and, and myself and my other friend Alex, the opportunity to kind of uh, start up a Connexi USA. So the uh, American, you know, sales and marketing arm of, of their kind of startup company. And we, we kind of ran with that um, from about August 2017, um, pretty much for like almost a whole year, I would say, um, towards, I guess, I guess not really a whole year, maybe about six months or so, we really were working on that. Um, and part of that process was, 
you know, we were trying to sell this app and it was kind of a, you know, a B2B tool that businesses could use to kind of improve their communication with their customers. So a lot of what we did to get started, we, we happened to have a great mentor who, who told us, you know, you got to go talk to business owners. So we started talking to a lot of these business owners um, about, you know, if this was something they'd be interested in. And th- during those conversations, uh, we started to you know pick up little things. And one of the most important things that we picked up was that, you know, businesses did have a need for better communication with their customers. They had a need for really digital marketing and being able to reach their customers uh, more effectively. Um, so as we were discovering this need, we we're also doing the marketing for Connexi, you know, getting practice and starting to see what types of things uh, worked uh, on social media and, you know, and in the digital space to help companies grow and help build a brand. Um, so we kind of just you know, fit the product to the need and started, uh, you know, what is now my company called Fio Media. Um, and since then, you know, it's just me now. Uh, the other two guys are kind of off doing their own things. Um, but that's kind of how we got started. So um, I guess in January 2018 was kind of our official incorporation, but you could say that we were kind of in business since August 2017. And since then, I've been helping small companies um, you know, build digital strategies uh, on social media um, using technology and using the internet. And also part of my mission is just to help educate uh, the community of, of entrepreneurs and small business owners about the different tools they could use, um, you know, on the internet, on social media to help grow their companies, but also to help, you know, do things like, you know, you're trying, the message you're trying to spread, uh, help them, just um, really take advantage of the internet, take advantage of this uh, digital age. So that's that's pretty much the background. Right, yeah, it's certainly a, a hot topic right now is digital marketing. And I found that at least for myself, like you've been so helpful in allowing me to figure out, okay, what should I be focusing on? And I think for our listeners, there's so many or so much information out there and also so many different platforms. How, mm-hmm. how can our listeners who may be trying to promote themselves, uh, their work, their businesses, how can they prioritize which platforms they should broadcast themselves on? Sure. Uh, when it comes to platforms, um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily important. Like you have to be on Facebook, you have to be on this, you have to be on that. Um, I think what's really important is coming up with a process um, to start creating content. So, you know, what what pretty much anyone can do right now is, is take their cell phone out of their pocket at some point throughout their day and hit record and start kind of documenting uh, part of their daily life, part of their you know, process. If you do have a business um, or if you're just looking to start up a personal blog, um, that's the easiest way to get started. Um, you know, it, it, and it's a really good strategy for a couple of reasons. One, it's, it's super easy, right? We all have smartphones nowadays. They all have, you know, really good cameras. They all have faster computers than what was on, you know, the rockets that went to the moon, right, in the 60s and 70s. So, um, you know, there's an amazing power in our pocket. Um, and so step one is really just to pull out that that phone and start recording. Um, and and you can do that in a couple of ways, right? You don't have to record video if you're not comfortable with video. Um, you can just record audio like we're doing right now. Um, and then you could use that audio for a podcast or, you know, you can just kind of take pictures or you could record the audio. But even if you don't want to record it, you can kind of just use that uh, to write a blog later. You know, you just kind of transcribe a blog at some point later. But the most important thing you could be doing my opinion is using your smartphone to kind of document, you know, your process, document part of your life. And then, you know, you want to think about social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, um, or, you know, like an Apple podcast, or, you know, some of the, one of those spaces, a YouTube as a distribution channel and as a channel to that you can use to start reaching people who might potentially be in your audience. So uh, the name of the game really is kind of documenting what you're doing using social media and some of these digital channels to start distributing some of that content. And, and while you're doing that, um, you know, you'll start to be building up attention. So, you know, the main asset of, of social media really is attention, right? It's, it's how, how many people can, 
can we get to watch our video? How many eyeballs can we get on our on our ad? Um, you'll start to build up attention, but at the same time, you also start to build a brand around yourself, right? You're building up the ship's podcast, you know, talking about it, how it's a journey, it's a vessel um, to, to become more, you know, digitally well and to um, learn about, you know, different ways you could kind of use technology to build relationships. Um, and, and that's the brand that you're building, right? As you're doing this podcast, you're getting attention. People are starting to learn things about you. People are starting to, um, you're starting to build an audience, but you're also building a brand around your business. So um, I guess that was a little long winded, but that's kind of what I think is the the best way anybody nowadays can kind of just get started, you know, today, right now, right? It's, it's not too hard just to get started doing that. Yeah, it's it's actually amazing when you outline it. Really, just all the wide variety of opportunities that are available to us just through technology. And I'm curious as to your take with people who really want to start some sort of organization, whether they want to start a business or lead some sort of movement, or maybe they're really passionate about a specific art form that they're engaged in. I find that a lot of people who are looking to bring something out in the world are almost hesitant in promoting themselves. They don't yeah. want to be like, oh, well, you know, I, even though I'm really passionate about this, I don't want to throw it in people's faces because I might come off as conceited or what have you. So what would you say to those listeners or to those people out there who are really passionate about a specific business, a specific art that they're looking to pursue, but they feel very hesitant to constantly promote themselves. Sure. Um, so if that hesitation, a couple of things, that hesitation can be stemming from, you know, a couple of reasons. Most of the time, I think it's because, you know, people just care a lot about what other people think about them. You know, they don't want to be judged on their idea. Um, you know, that's one thing. And, and the second is that people are just afraid to fail, right? They're afraid that their idea is bad and that, you know, they'll put it out there and, you know, they're going to find that out. Um, so regardless of whether whether or not uh, which one of those factors it is that's holding you back, um, the answer is the same. It's just you got to do it anyways. Um, you know, you got to kind of not care too much about what other people think of you. Uh, you know, part of marketing is listening to your audience. Part of being a business owner, I think, you know, is listening to your audience and, and taking in their feedback and using that to kind of um, direct your product, direct your your service. Uh, however, to a degree, you really have to just uh, put on earmuffs and, and kind of just move forward uh, because you can't let negative criticism stop you. You can't let negative criticism keep you away from your passion. I mean, you know, the way I look at it, you know, the Internet now has kind of enabled a lot of people to really do what they want to do. Right. You know, if I'm super interested in golf or I'm super interested um, in swimming, I could start up a YouTube channel talking about swimming all day long. And, you know, if I'm good enough at it, I can make, you know, a, a yearly salary. And that's all I do is that I have a podcast and YouTube show talking about swimming. Um, and I think that's pretty amazing. Right. Because. You know, just, you know, 10 years ago, that opportunity didn't exist. You know, if you love swimming, um, you know, but you weren't, you know, Michael Phelps or you weren't an amazing swimmer or didn't happen to get into being a sports broadcaster talking about swimming, you know, there was no opportunity to really do your passion every day. Uh, but now that opportunity exists. So why are you letting someone else's opinion uh, who probably only has that judgmental opinion of you because they have some of their own insecurities. Why are you letting that hold you back from living the life that you've always dreamt of living? Right. I, I think it's, it's silly. I and mean, when you really think about it, you know, why are you going to let Joe Schmo dictate, you know, the way you live your life, dictate your, your happiness? Uh, I think it becomes a very simple solution. I think it, it just, you know, you got to get started. Um, and, and another thing I always like to say um, about social media is it's a it's kind of a it's a nice little way to test your idea out it's uh you know it's not a perfect uh market scenario right you know our friends and family aren't 
the exact representation of you know the market. Um, so feedback you get from them might not be a hundred percent the feedback you would get from a random sample of a thousand people. However, you know if you do have an idea and you put it out there, what a great way to start getting some feedback instantly on your idea. You know, you put something out there. Um, hey, I'm doing a ships podcast and you get some feedback. Oh, I think this is great. Or, oh, you know, this isn't so great. You know, like I said earlier, that's a great way to start to curb your idea in the direction of the audience might be leading you. You might get some comments on there that say, you know, this is really cool, but, um, you know, I don't really listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear a YouTube show. And now all of a sudden, you know, you, you start up a YouTube channel as well. You're doing video and audio and, you know, you're starting to build an audience on YouTube as well. But you would have never known that if you didn't post the idea online anyway. So, you know, not only is social media a great way to um, take advantage and really um, make your passion a, a something that you do every day, it's also a great way to kind of test out that idea and get some feedback on it right away. Yeah, it's really amazing just that little bit of feedback that you can get. And you spoke earlier about coming up with a process in order to create mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that could be taking out your phone to record yourself doing something or, you know, that every day of your life. But what are what are some other ways or rather what are ways in which people can get into the habit of creating a process? Because I think that's a really important yeah. Uh, key point is getting in the habit of creating content. And that's probably even more difficult than creating the content itself. So how yeah. can people get into the habit of doing that? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times people um, overthink this one or try and be too fancy. Um, they want to go buy a fancy camera and, you know, say every day I'm going to, after all my work at the end of the day, you know, at midnight, I'm going to sit in my room and record this podcast of me talking about whatever. And, you know, is that really realistic? I think you, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be realistic and, and really take some time to reflect, like, what, what can I do during the day that isn't necessarily outside of my normal routine that I can kind of use to create content? So, you know, a lot of times we have these big ideas, you know, I'm going to interview you know, a business owner every single week. And, you know, that, you know, this personal experience is one of my ideas and I, I love doing it. And I try and interview business owners all the time. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is business owners are busy. I'm busy and it's not easy to kind of schedule those, um, those podcasts a couple times a week. So, you know, why not, you know, I drive to work every day, you know, it's a 15 minute drive, but why not just do a 15 minute, you know, here's my plan for the day. Um, and record that audio instead. So, you know, the point is, I think, try and find something that already exists in your day that you can just document. Um, when you try and do something that's outside of that realm, outside of that framework you already have built up, it's very difficult. We all know how difficult it is to start something new. You know, we want to lose a couple pounds. We want to start working out. How difficult is that to build that new habit, right? It's very hard uh, if it doesn't really fit into our schedule or if it goes outside the norm of what we're very used to. It's very hard. And, you know, some of these things do require doing change, right? If you're going to be a business owner, maybe you do have to cut out certain parts of your life to fit in, you know, the work you're going to be spending uh, on your business to grow your business. However, um, I think a really easy way to get started is to reflect back on your current schedule and think, hmm. I, I drive to work every day for 30 minutes and, you know, I just listen to music. What if instead I was just talking about swimming or talking about, you know, my passion um, on a podcast? Maybe I can start calling my friends and we can have a conversation on the phone, use an app like like this. Right. And 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 record something on the phone um, or, you know, every single day I, uh, you know, help my son or daughter with uh, her homework or his homework. What if every day I just took out uh, my phone and recorded a two minute clip of me helping them? Maybe, um, you know, let's say I'm like a, trying to be a tutor, right? And, and that's what I do. Instead of just coming up with you know, educational content, I'm just recording, you know, my me helping my son or daughter with their homework every day. Um, maybe every morning when you come into the office, you and your secretary have a five to 10 minute 
um, conversation where you're kind of reviewing what you're going to do for the day. Maybe somebody would find a lot of value in just hearing some details of that conversation, kind of getting an idea of how you you run your business. So I would challenge people that, you know, there is something within your current day um, where you can kind of document. And I think that's a great way to get started. Um, and then as you build, you know, you can start to do other things. But, you know, there's too it's too hard to kind of start a brand new habit that is really goes against our current norms, goes against our current schedule. Why not just, you know, document something that you're already doing on a daily basis? Yeah, so really utilizing that time that is already there, but using it in a way that is going to promote yourself and pr right. promote your business. Right. So I'm curious, I think that you've touched upon this a little bit already, but I'm wondering if you could dive a little deeper with it as to why digital marketing is so essential today. Right. Uh, why is digital marketing something yeah. that almost anyone who's looking to promote themselves and their business should be focused on, whether it be for businesses, for artists, or anyone else looking to promote themselves and their work? Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to where the attention is, right? I mean, the attention nowadays uh, is on social media. It's on the phone. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, there's a bunch of stats that I could pull up off the top of my head, but I think we have a pretty good idea of, of what's going on um, today. Uh, people aren't watching TV as much as they used to. People aren't listening to the radio that much. Uh, when you're driving in a car, people aren't looking up at billboards. Uh, you know, if you're in the passenger seat of the car, you're on your phone. When commercials come on on TV, you go on your phone and go on Facebook. So the majority of people's attention nowadays is being spent on social media. Uh, the, the statistics are alarming how much how many hours people are spending on these platforms now uh even you know something like google you know i talk to business owners all the time they're like you know we need to spend money on google right everybody you know they always people are searching for my business uh people are searching for my service right i, I do uh i do baths and showers and you know nobody looks for baths and showers on social media and that's correct you know if i'm looking to buy a a, a new shower kit right I'm not going to social media. I'm not going to Facebook and search <laughs> right. right in the bar. Right. What, what ends up happening is I search on Google and, you know, I look around and, you know, people nowadays, they're indecisive. There's so much information out there. There's so many things. They don't make a decision like at the snap of their fingers most times. Uh, so I go and I search. And then what happens is I go back, you know, later that night, I'm on Facebook and people are retargeting me based off my search terms on Google and I'm seeing ads on Facebook and now I'm spending two, three hours at night, you know, talking with friends on Facebook, looking up, you know, at my cousin's prom pictures, looking at, you know, my, you know, aunt and uncle's vacation photos and what's, what's right there, right in, in the platform as I'm scrolling is an ad about, you know, kitchens and baths. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was looking at these. Look at that. You know, a nice, uh, that's a good price on the bath I was just looking at. And now I click on it. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, that's where the point of sale comes is from a retargeting event is, is from an ad um, that's targeting me based on my search results. Um, and so the reason why that works is because I'm on that platform spending time, I think, you know, a couple hours a day there. So um, that's where I can be reached. That's where my time is being spent. It's not being spent at, uh, watching commercials or or, draw, or looking at billboards or looking at magazines, right? It, it's it's on social media. So, you know, you don't want to go against uh, the current norms. You don't want to kind of fight what's going on, right? The attention is on social media. Don't put an ad in a magazine uh, and expect it to really perform well because people aren't paying attention to magazines right now. Uh, you kind of just want to go where the people are. So, um, you know, social media is where they are. That's where you want to go. Um, and then, you know, another thing that, you know, social media, what's great about it, right? It's free. It is a hundred percent free. <laughs> so, you know, you have to pay a lot of money to get a billboard. You have to pay a lot of money to get ads on Google. I mean, yes, ads on social media cost money, but I can go on Facebook right now and post a picture of myself and it doesn't cost me a thing other than the time it took me to put it up there. So, 
Um, it really is an excellent opportunity to reach people, an excellent opportunity to brand yourself, and it really is where the attention is nowadays. Um, so that's why it's become so important um, ever since you know social media has been on the rise. Yeah, it's it really is amazing just how social media has evolved over the past ten to fifteen years or so, or I guess you know when it, whenever it came out or or mm -hmm. became mainstream. Uh, it really is amazing to see how it's become a tool of sorts. Yeah, and I'm curious from your perspective and your expertise as a digital marketer. How do you think that we can find that balance between yeah. utilizing the all these great advantages that come through uh, promoting ourselves on social media, through ads on social media, and then also as as businesses or business owners uh, trying not to manipulate necessarily our our audience how, like how do we figure out that balance because there's a lot of conversations going on about how you know tech companies are using our data our privacy to manipulate us into you know sucking up our attention or mm -hmm. there's a lot of conversations around these topics so as a digital marketer yourself how do we figure out that balance sure um so i think i can speak on this on a couple of perspectives one of which being a company who is trying to target people and get their attention, right? Um, the way I think about doing that is I'm thinking about always providing my audience value. So, you know, one thing I tell all my clients and, you know, whenever I'm speaking on this subject is I'm not creating ads. I'm not trying to sell people. I want to create valuable content that is actually going to provide people information. So, you know, I sell digital marketing, so I want to provide a lot of information about digital marketing, right? That's part of my mission. Part of my mission is I want to help people get access to this information, educate people on what they need to know. Um, so I feel if I'm doing that, that, you know, yes, I am kind of fighting for their attention. But what's really important to me is that people have this information at their fingertips. Um, secondly, you know, I can speak from the perspective of somebody who do, does struggle um, with kind of balancing social media, right? It is my job to be on these platforms all day long. Um, so you can imagine, you know, it can be distracting, it can become addicting. Um, you know, this is where I'm spending a lot of my time. Um, so it is, it's, it's very important, especially for me, to balance this, the, the usage of those platforms out. Um, and, and I think, you know, a really good way I think about it, and, and some of this comes from, you know, being inspired by, you know, your mission, is that I'm using, I want to use these platforms um, for productive means, for creative means. And outside of that, I really do try and um, limit my time on these platforms. I think, you know, there's a lot of times... I'll spend, you know, hours all day on social media. At the end of the day, I just really need to put my phone down and take a couple, uh, you know, a couple of hours to unplug and really just, you know, spend time with family and, and live in the present um, and not worry about what's going on on social media. Um, I find that very important for myself. Um, you know, I think these platforms are an amazing resource, um, but like anything, they do come um they do. They don't come with responsibility. Uh, they, they. You need to have a certain um, level of responsibility when when engaging with these things, right? I don't think anybody um, would want would say that it's a good thing to to watch the news all day or to watch TV all day. It, it's the same thing, right? These platforms can be amazing, um, but at the end of the day, we want to limit our use of them. So I find for me, it's just important to you know make sure. During my, you know, nine to five, wherever I'm, I'm working for the day that, you know, I, I make the most of those hours and, and I'm the most productive as I can be on those hours to uh, use social media to help myself grow, to help my clients grow. And then outside of those hours, I do take some time to kind of balance it out, um, unplug and really just, um, you know, take a break from from the platform. I think you made a really good point too, John, with regards to bringing value to your audience mm -hmm. or to the marketplace. I think that when it's coming from a genuine place of, okay, mm -hmm. I believe that you would benefit from this information or from these services, 
I think there is a certain responsibility of the the business owner or or the artist or the promoter to be able to get that information into as many hands as possible. So I think mm -hmm. there is something to be said about the importance of creating value and providing that value for the audience, because there is so much information out there that is uh, really just like candy for the mind where people are just kind sure. of consuming and consuming and there's not really much value behind it. And yeah. I th so I just want to point out, that's a really good point that you made. And so yeah. with all that said, I think that it's very easy for both business owners and for your, your everyday person to almost get caught up in the, the numbers. Uh, so obviously with business owners, figuring out the numbers of uh, our, our sales, profits, what have you. And then for the normal person, it might just be getting caught up in the amount of likes that they're getting, the amount of comments that they're getting on a specific photo on social media. Yeah. So yeah. as someone who works heavily in the social media space, how do you believe that we can prevent ourselves from becoming obsessive about these numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it goes back to, you know, how much, you know, what, why are you here? Like, what is your, your purpose? I mean, you know, I, I challenge my, my clients or when I'm, you know, kind of onboarding a new client you know, what are you doing here? Like, what, why, why do you have this business? And they're like, you know, why is that important? We're just trying to get more sales. I'm like, well, yeah, but at the same time, you know, mark, you know, social media is a great tool for marketing. It's a great tool to get more business. However, um, you know, my motivation behind using it, a lot of it is, like I said earlier, I really want to help people. I really want to educate people. Um, so if I am able to put out a video or put out a podcast or put out a blog and that blog is able to change, you know, one person's perspective on social media, or inspire one person to start creating content or inspire one person to quit their miserable job and, and start you know, make, make a YouTube channel. Um, I've done my job. I mean, my, my purpose is fulfilled, right? Uh, that's what's important to me. Um, so if I put out that same video, like I said, and, and one person's inspired, but the video gets one like, or, and you know, that's that one person liking it or, or no one likes it. Uh, that that's not important to me. What's important to me is that I'm putting that information out there that I'm trying to, to reach people and help people. Uh, and then I'm also learning, right? You know, any, any video I put out there, um, if it gets 20 likes or if it gets one like, I'm learning whether or not people are interested in that. Um, I'm learning whether or not, not that piece of content uh, was valuable to people. Um, so I think, you know, a couple things, right? One is if you're doing what you love doing, if you're putting out the message you truly believe in, you know, you can't lose the, the likes, they, they, they don't matter. Um, and then secondly, is if you put something out, and it doesn't get any likes, you know, from a more analytical perspective, you're learning about what works, you know, so it's kind of like any failure you have, right? Um, if you want to look at it as a failure is, you know, you at least, you know, at the end of the day, you learn that that one thing doesn't work, and that you need to do something else. Um, so I just don't, I just don't think the likes are important. And I, and I know, uh, you know, people get very caught up in it, especially young kids. I, I did a podcast uh, a couple of weeks back with a school teacher uh, in Michigan, who's very, very uh, passionate about, you know, educating young kids on how to use social media, because nobody teaches these kids how to use these platforms. And, you know, these kids are are, are victims of uh, a lot of social anxiety that is created because, they didn't get 300 likes on their picture. They, you know, somebody commented something that was, you know, weird. Right. And um, I think it's just really important to just not care, not pay attention to those, those likes. I mean, think about how easy it is for me to just double tap my thumb on the screen on a picture. Does that really take any effort? Does that really mean anything? It really doesn't. Um, and again, you know, letting somebody else's, you know, 
one second that they thought to tap on your phone really dictate your happiness, just really think about it. I think it just sounds silly, you know? So um, I think if we can just kind of continue to tell ourselves in, the, in our heads that that doesn't matter, that what we're putting out is for us and is for, you know, for our, to use for ourselves to kind of help pursue our passion. And, you know, at the end of the day, what is it we're trying to achieve? Or if, you know, we're trying to do something we want to do, we're, we're trying to do that because it makes us happy. So, you know, don't let these likes and, and comments and the performance of our posts dictate our happiness. At the end of the day, if you're doing something because you believe it's the right thing to do, because you believe it's the message you want to send, um, then I think, you know, it really doesn't matter how that thing performs. Uh, what matters is that you're doing it and you're trying to achieve these goals in the first place. <laughs> right. When you put it in that perspective of what it takes to like something, yeah, that's yeah. that's absolutely true. It's like, and then so, so many people put, we, we put so much value on that yeah. and but when you take a step back and realize the effort that's made to like something, it's yeah. so minuscule. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's actually pretty incredible looking at it that from that perspective. Yeah. So how do you believe that individuals and companies can use all the information you're talking about, use digital marketing to their advantage while still maintaining a human touch? I think that sometimes... Yeah. It, it could feel very distancing uh, talking through uh, social media. Sometimes I feel like it could feel, you know, feel really connecting, but other times it almost feels like there's this distance. So how can we use digital marketing to our advantage, but still maintain that human touch at the same time? Yeah. Um, you know, I think providing value is important, right? And I think, you know, just remembering that there are humans on the other side. Of, of the computer right you know there are it is uh it is a people-centric platform right um you know yeah you have your bots and everything and, and ads that you know there aren't necessarily someone behind them but the way you go about engaging on these platforms should 99 percent um you know be the same way you go about engaging you know, in, in, I say real life, but it is real life as well, right? Or just in, you know, in, in person, I guess, is a better way to put it. Um, a lot of times I'm talking with, with customers and they're like, I don't know anything about social media. How, you know, you got to teach me, how, how am I supposed to do this? And I'm like, you know, you know what to do, right? You know, when you go to your chamber of commerce meeting, what do you do, right? You, you go introduce yourself to people, you shake hands, uh, and you tell them a little bit about yourself, you build relationships. And then, you know, a couple months down the road after doing that for, you know, some time that at that point, maybe you start to do business, right? You, you never, uh, you never walk up to somebody and say, Hey, do you want to, you know, buy my marketing services? I just don't do that. Right? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I engage, I build relationships. Um, so I think sometimes you know, because we have access to so many people at the touch of our fingers and that these things are so quick, right? I can send you a message right now and you're going to receive it in, in an instant. Um, we think that the whole relationship process should be eliminated and that the whole relationship process can be avoided. But I don't think that's the case. I think it's just as important uh, to build relationships online as it is in person, right? It's just as important you know, if I'm approaching someone new online, say, hi, you know, my name is Jonathan. You know, this is what I do. This is why I'm reaching out to you, um, you know, and provide them value up front. Right. And, you know, here's a blog that I wrote. I thought you might be interested in it because I saw on your LinkedIn profile you're interested in marketing. You know, let me know if you need anything and leaving it at that. Right. I'm not trying to make a sale. I'm not trying to. uh push an agenda too hard, right? I'm just trying to build a relationship. I'm trying to meet somebody new. Um, so, you know, I think we overthink these relationships. We think there's this whole code that needs to go along with social media. And yes, there's little things, right? You know, people use emojis and they use little uh, acronyms and stuff, right? Um, and I, there's a, a small learning curve to those things. But generally, the way we should operate on these 
platforms is the same way that we operate on a day to day. Um, and I think that is really important. I think education around that is really important. Uh, like I said earlier, especially for young kids uh, who are still trying to figure out how to navigate in real life. Uh, they shouldn't see social media as somewhere where they can operate outside of their, their selves and outside of their, their personalities. I think, um, you know, that's a, that's kind of an issue that people think that, you know, because I'm not looking at someone's face that I can kind of just do and say what I want. Um, but I challenge people to think about, you know, would you say this to someone's face? Um, would you, would you behave this way? Uh, in person. And I think you should carry those same, the same um, guidelines that you use to, to guide your speech and actions in real life on social media. Um, because our, our thoughts and actions do have implications. And I think we all uh, owe it to the community and owe it to ourselves to, to hold ourselves accountable to those thoughts and actions. Uh, online as much as we do, uh, if not even more than we do in person. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I really like what you're saying about cultivating relationships online in a very similar way that we do in person, because I think there is sometimes this tendency to act different online than you do in person, or maybe someone might act out more a, a certain way online because of the safety being behind their screen than they would in person. But being able to behave almost in the same manner online as you do in person, it creates that sort of cohesion that is essential when building relationships on either platform. Sure. And so with all that said, what would you say is your philosophy with regards to growing an online community? And then how do you transfer your relationships within that online community to face-to-face -face interactions? Sure. Um, so the, the main thing is, is providing value. Um, so it's, you know, um, figuring out what information or, or what way you can kind of entertain a group of people or what way you can kind of provide an inside perspective on your life that might be valuable uh, to an audience. Um, and it's it's creating content around those ideas on a daily basis. Um, I guess just some, and that's kind of the general gist of it. Really, is picking whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, picking one of those platforms, creating content on that platform that is valuable to an audience. Um, that's step one. Step two is you know listening, right? Um, listening to the feedback you're getting, listening to what other people are saying about these ideas and topics and using that feedback to kind of curb your future content uh, and curb it uh, towards the interests of your audience. Um, and then it's really step three is really engaging uh, with that audience, right? You know, there's so many people uh, that get two comments on their posts and then they don't they're not DMing those people. They're not commenting back, right? So you really need to engage. If you want to build a community, what is a community? Um, it's a group of people interacting and talking about ideas, right? And really engaging with one another. Um, so if you're just kind of being one-sided and not engaging, uh, I think you're really only, you know, you're, you're missing half of the, the picture there. Um, so it's putting out this content, listening to your customers, engaging back, and then it kind of just repeats, right? It's, it's just a feedback loop. So as you're hearing new ideas, you're creating content around those new ideas. So uh, if you're able to do that, um, I think you can effectively build a community. Um, but you also need to take in, uh, into consideration, is this really what you want to do, right? Um, you know, the idea of starting a business sounds so glorious sometimes. Um, I think it's because our idea of what owning a business uh, looks and feels like is skewed is not correct you know we we all think about bill gates and elon musk and uh warren buffett who you know are have reached a point in their careers where they are living comfortably and you know have all these luxuries however um you know 99 percent of businesses are small businesses you know and that's a fact right i, I was just doing some research on that recently uh, 
99% of these businesses are, are companies, you know, I think it's like 99.7% are companies less than 500 workers and, you know, 99% are less than like 20 workers. So, you know, what a real small business looks like is a very small company is, you know, staying up late and working late hours is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, you're a, a, a company of one, right? You're working by yourself every day. It's a, it's a lonely process. So I think it requires a lot of uh, thinking about, is this really, really what you want to do? Um, and, you know, if you can, can then decide, yes, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And then applying those, those other uh, kind of key key things I talked about, just providing value and listening to your customers and listening to your audience, um, creating content around those ideas, you can really build this online community for yourself. Um, and I think, you know, if it is your passion, um, no matter how many followers you have, no matter how many community members you have, you will really enjoy uh, building this community. You'll really enjoy being a part of it. And at that stage, you know, no matter how much money you're making off this community, if you're enjoying doing it every day, um, you know, that should kind of motivate you to continue to move forward. It's just the process of doing it on a daily basis. You know, I, I, uh, I've been doing this for, you know, close to two years now. And what keeps me going every day is, you know, having conversations like this, getting to work with business owners, uh, getting to talk to people about their businesses, learn about their passions, right? I really like it. I really enjoy doing it. That's what keeps me going uh, because, you know, when I'm, I've worked a full week at my, at my job and then I have to come home and do work for the business and then work all weekend. You know, the, the money, it doesn't motivate me. You know, it doesn't keep me going. It's, it's the people I'm working for. It's their passions. It's their inspiration. It's people like yourself who are doing things like this that really keep me going. Um, so I think, all of the tips and strategies in the world are all well and good. Uh, but if you don't have the passion, if you don't have the awareness of why you're doing what you're doing, um, I, I, I don't think you can be successful. And that's, that's not a knock at anybody who's doing anything right now. I just think that that is the most critical element to success. If you look at all the successful entrepreneurs, business owners out there, I, I really, really think you can say, uh, hundred percent of them really love what they're doing. Um, so if you can find something that you love doing and then you apply these strategies, um, if you're persistent, um, it's only, you almost can't lose. And, uh, and like I said, you know, losing or winning doesn't mean that you're making millions of dollars, but it means that you're getting to wake up and do something that you love doing every day. Um, and if, if, no matter how much money you're making, I think if that is what you get to do every day, that you really can't be losing. So I think that was, again, a very long winded way of, of talking about what it takes. But, you know, that's just you know, kind of what I feel and, and what I've really experienced doing this for a couple of years now. No, it's it's all great information. It's exactly what you're saying. It's I, I find that uh, a lot of times through the people I talk with as well, in discovering what they want to do with their lives. It's certainly a refi uh, refining process where they mm -hmm. might try some things that they think they might be interested in. And then once they're really in the thick of it, they come to discover, okay, this isn't really something that I'm passionate about, but maybe something over here would be. And yeah. I think it's a process of really encouraging yourself to step outside of your comfort zone in a wide variety yeah. of different areas and then really discovering yeah. what it is that that tickles your fancy so to say yeah 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 i think uh like will smith has a quote like the uh on the other side of maximum fear is like maximum uh happiness right like when we're about to jump out of an airplane the second before we jump is the scariest moment alive. I don't know if you're everyone skydiving, but when you're looking out on that plane, looking down uh, into the sky, it, it makes zero sense. I mean, you are just terrified beyond all belief. And the second you step off that ledge, you are 100% thrilled. Um, and I think a lot of the times that's the case, right? We're, we're so scared to take that step. And then the second we do, it's the most thrilling step we've ever taken in our lives. So... Uh, I really like that quote, and I, I just think it's very, 
representative of kind of what entrepreneurship, what doing something new is, is like. It's so scary until we take that step. And then it's it's a rush and it's a thrill. And, and people really, really get a lot of, uh, you know, enjoyment out of out of taking that step. And once they actually do it. Yeah, it's exhilarating for sure. Exactly what you were saying. So, so much of what you talked about with regards to building FIO Media, working in the digital marketing space was your relationship that you have with either your clients or the people that you network with. And it's really that that keeps you going throughout your career. So I'm curious if mm -hmm. you could tell us when you think of a genuine, deep, meaningful human relationship, what comes to mind? Mm, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, meaningful relationship. Um, I think it required, you know, a couple of things that I, I think just come to mind. Um, you know, putting someone else's, uh, someone else before yourself, right? Um, being able to, really listen to other people's ideas. Um, I think we've gotten, you know, we're in this uh, world of so much information always flying around, um, a lot of polarization, right? Uh, a lot of times we don't actually listen to what other people are saying. Um, I think any relationship uh, requires a lot of listening, um, a lot of really hearing and thinking I think we don't have enough conversations where it's like, let me talk for like, you know, five minutes. And then you on the other uh, other end, you know, you might take like 30 seconds to just like think about in silence what I just said and then craft your response. You know, I think so many, so often we are uh, already thinking about our response um, before the other person has even finished talking. Um, so I don't know, maybe this, these are more, you know, points to what I think, you know, a, a good dis discourse is like, but I, I think it's really crucial to relationships too. I think just really listening and understanding one another and understanding, you know, where our viewpoints and ideas are coming from, right? I mean, you know, I might have completely different ideas. You know, there's a, there's a guy that I work with in North Carolina, to use an example, right? Grew up in North Carolina and we have very different ideas about many things. Um, but what's most important is that we under, we listen to those ideas and then also understand how our experiences were very different and how those different experiences led us to those ideas. Uh, and if, if we can have an understanding of how we came to our current ideas, of how our experiences have molded our current ideas, I think we can really, really learn a lot from about each other, regardless of what our ideas are in the first place. Um, so I think, I guess just having this openness and willingness to really uh, listen to other people and really uh, understand their perspectives and where they're coming from uh, is super, super important for building, building relationships. Um, and when you do that, you know, I, I think um, you'll also, you know, not only have a productive relationship where you're able to kind of come to a consensus on ideas. And I, I think you'll also learn a lot about uh, the other person, but I think you'll also get a lot of fulfillment out of it. Um, I know personally, I really get a lot out of really understanding someone's perspective, understanding their motivation behind what they do and why they do uh, what they do. Um, you know, maybe that's just me personally, but I, I think a lot of people, if they were able to to understand that, that they really enjoy what it feels like to have that understanding and share that, um, you know, that connection with someone else, whether that be a friend or a significant other or, you know, a grandparent. Um, I just think that's a really valuable part of being a human is that we get to share these experiences um, and understand these things about each other. And I think another good thing about it is it's not easy to do. It's challenging. It requires uh you know, cohesion, it requires focus and really listening and understanding and time. It requires you and I coming on here and talking for an hour uh, instead of talking for 30 seconds and five minutes, right? So it's difficult to do, but when you can achieve it, um, when you can bring people together, communities together, and really 
have that, uh, that understanding of one another, I think it's super valuable. Uh, and I think, you know, living our lives so that we can continue to forge these relationships um, is going to be super important as technology can, continues to progress, as these platforms continue to become uh, more widespread and, and more, uh, you know, of the norm of how we communicate. I think we can't lose sight of, of those basic things uh, about a relationship and about discourse between one another. It's amazing. It's, and I, I love what you're saying. It's, it's so important that while uh, technology is continuing to advance and while we want to utilize all the advantages that it gives us, it's still important to stay grounded and really stay rooted into what makes us human beings and how we relate and connect and communicate with one another. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I was jiving a lot with what you were saying. So, John, thank you so much for being on the Ships podcast today. I think this was an amazing episode, and I was really excited to have you on the show to uh, share your unique perspective. But before we head out, I'm wondering if you could just share uh, whether it's your website or platforms that people could find out more information about you and your work. Yeah, sure. So uh, they can reach us at fiomedia.com. It's F-I-E-Y-O media.com. And on there, I have a podcast as well. We have a blog. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. And then we have all social medias too, right? Fiomedia on Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and you know myself personally, I've, I've tried to share content on my own personal platforms as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to connect with anyone. I like talking and having these conversations. So uh, anyone that's looking to connect, I guess, uh, that'd be great. Uh, give any feedback on anything we're doing. I love when people uh, disagree with what I'm saying. I'd love to talk to people like that. I, I think we don't do that enough as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Thanks. Thank you, Pat, for having me on. I really enjoyed uh, having this conversation. Um, I love that, you know, I kind of found you on the internet. Uh, that's how we connected. So I love when I get to talk to people like you who, you know, we only met face to face one time, but you know, when we did meet, I felt like I've already known you for a long time because we've <laughs> had so many of these discussions all over the phone and yeah. via, you know, like FaceTime. So I just love um, getting to speak with people like yourself and have these conversations. And I can't thank you enough for having me on and, I congratulate you with the ships podcast. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I listened to a couple episodes last night and uh, it was really awesome to just hear the, the people you have on and uh, wish you the best of luck moving forward. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that you've, you know, found this platform to talk about and, and do what you like to do. So. Thanks so much, John. I really appreciate that. And, and to, to echo that, I really appreciate the work that you're doing and, the perspective that you're taking with digital marketing, I think, is a very important perspective where, uh, yes, you are really spreading the word about how we can use social media and technology to our utmost benefit, while at the same time still being connected to who we are as human beings. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you, Pat. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I look forward to, to hearing what the audience thinks. Sounds good. Me too, Pat. Thank you for having me. There you have it, everyone. Jonathan Gerhardt's founder of Fio Media, an incredible digital marketing company. If you're looking for some great opportunities to learn more about digital marketing, John is your guy to go to. So please be sure to check out the information that is provided in the show notes. And John, thank you so much again for being on the show. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it on various platforms, share it with a friend, uh, leave us a review, or feel free to call in and leave a voicemail on the Anchor app. And this voicemail may have the opportunity to be published and released in a future episode. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. 
Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes with amazing and inspiring guests for your benefit. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Ships, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.